Hello everybody, good evening and welcome back to the show. As ever, I'm your host Dan Potts, I'm with Lee Judges and because it's Arsenal versus West Ham as a preview, we've got Dan Lawless back on only on the other night and he's back with us already, mate. Can't keep away. Lawless, how you doing, bro? I know, mate. Twice in one week, eh? What's going on? But uh, always love being on the channel anyway. The Judge and Lawless, what a combo, eh? <laughs> yeah, I see someone someone put that the other day. This is the judge and lawless. I thought, yeah, I'll take that. I quite like. Yeah, it's quite a good name, that, isn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, so uh, lawless Maybe is a good so. name, by the way. That is a quality name. Is that really your name, then? Yeah, it's really my name. It. It's really yeah, my it, name. It, I, I remember cool. when when I was a teenager, you know, and used to get stopped by the police, like just for being a teenager on the streets and. You used to tell them your name and they'd think you was winding them up and they'd back and forth <laughs> like, nah, nah, it's not your name. But yeah, it is legit, legit name. <laughs> Love Quality it, name. Love Quality it. Name. Judge, Judge and the Lawless. Well, that might be a future show, Judges, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, might have to be, man. It might have to be. Uh, listen, let's talk a little bit about football. Let's talk about last night, first of all, I suppose, because Arsenal haven't played West Ham. Had. Um, did you go to the game, Dan? Yeah, yeah, I was there, mate. I was there last night. What did you make of it, bro? It was a weird one because that that early goal was a killer. Mm. As an absolute killer. It took the wind out of the fan sails for sure. It sort of knocked the wind out of us. It was sort of stunned and um, it affected the atmosphere a bit. And it frustrated the fans because all for, for a good while we're chasing. So when every time there's a misplaced pass, fans are getting frustrated and that you could tell that nervousness went on to the players, and I think there was a bit of nerves there. But on the balance of the game, like you know, we, we had, I suppose, the better of the chances overall. We hit the bar like three times, so yeah, it was a tough game. Frankfurt are good, they're a good team, they got some really good players, but um, yeah, we just we didn't take our chances, you know. That Bowen one at the end, I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, that went in. in the first half. Yeah, he had. Yeah, I mean that was right in front of me. He goes through on goal. Yeah. And thinking, I'm sort of already getting ready. That's to celebrate, you know. When you start to to the anticipation, and then it's the post, and I'm just like, how was he missed that? That was that was to level it up at one all. But yeah, defending for the second goal was poor, and it was a tough one. But you know, we're still in it. We're still in it, so I'm feeling okay. It's a weird feeling. A lot of work, a lot of work to do, Dan. Do you think in the second leg? Do you feel confident still? It's about I think getting getting that goal as early as possible. I think is key to that fixture. That's going to be it. Not chasing the game for for a long period and having them counter out on us. You know, mm. yeah. Kamada, yeah, he was no. a good, he's a good player. Kamada, he caused us all Very sorts good. of problems. But yeah, we had Ben Rama hit the hit the crossbar, Bowen hit the post a couple of times, hit the crossbar as well. But Antonio got his goal, so I'm hoping that gives him the confidence now to go into the second leg and um, you know start to go on that run. Usually, it's he, this is the sort of time of year he starts to pick up. So if he can do that, it's just it's horrible. Like I, I said to someone, like I felt I didn't feel this nervous when we was in relegation battles, like. Being up at near the top, competing for stuff, whether it's you know European places or you know competitions like this, it's more nerve wracking. I feel more sick than I did in the relegation battles. Yeah. That is, you know, yeah, man. So. Listen, you're, you're trying to compete with the big boys now. It's got to take baby steps, and it's, it gets more nerve wracking as you go up a bit. Before I come to judges, Dan. Miraculously, your centre backs appeared. Uh, Zuma was fit. I didn't know. If he's is he suspended at the weekend or is he back now then? Like what's going on well, with Zuma? He's available to play Zuma. You know, he's fit, which I, it was a big shock to me. You know, we was talking about it when I, when I come on, we did the top four show the other day, you know, just out of the fact we've got no centre backs. And Zuma just appears in the starting lineup miraculously. Um, and you know, had a had a pretty good game. There's a few times he went down and you start to worry, but um he is available to play on Sunday if Moyes so chooses, but Dawson is still out. Um, mm. So Zuma would be the only available senior centre-back for Sunday. But um, it was good to see him back and give us a bit of a lift. Yeah, you needed him, man. You're desperate in that position at the moment. So I suppose it was good to see him back. Judges, let's come to you. Before we go into Arsenal and the weekend's game, let's talk a little bit about West Ham this season because... 
I've been really impressed with them, judges. Not for the pure fact that, obviously, last season I thought the team spirit was there. David Moyes did a great job, got them into the European competitions. To see them do it again this season and float around top four challenging, I think they deserve a little bit more credit than they're getting, judges. Do you? Yeah, I think they've been they're brilliant. Good side, well-managed, well-run club. If, if I got a criticism of, it, of, of them, I felt that maybe in January, with knowing what that was coming, they didn't strengthen. I think that that was probably... I, I said that, that, that if West Ham were to strengthen, they would push on a little bit. Like you know, I just feel that it's just taking its toll on them a little bit. Um, but, you know, all credit to them. They've been a really, really good side over the last couple of seasons. A really well-organised, well-drilled side. And, and when they get their 11 out and it's fit, they're as good as anybody to compete like, you know, and that's that's what they've done this season. I think, um, I'm going to be really honest, uh, David Moyes, I think with COVID and all that, um, he, he could play under a little bit less pressure with the fans at, at first and get a little stepping stone and what that, that I think, helped him. Um, but I I think that, that and that's the momentum's then took on with the fans coming back. I think that they've got a good atmosphere, at, um, what, I, what I can hear of it, uh, um, you know, I've, I've, I'll be honest, I've, I've always said this, I'm not going to lie. I feel sorry for the West Ham fans having to watch their football there after they Upton Park because that was a legendary atmosphere there. Every time I've gone to uh, the London Stadium, I'm a little bit disappointed, if I'll be honest, with the, the view and the atmosphere and everything like But what I've seen on the telly in the last couple of times that I've watched them, the atmosphere that definitely seems a lot better. And they've got a bloody good team. Got some really, really good players. You know, we were talking about, um, you know, like the other day, how many Man United players you getting? You take from Arsenal to take take to Arsenal. Not many, but you take a few West Ham players. You know what I mean? Like uh, Declan Rice, I think is fantastic. Uh, with and I was talking to my mate West Ham Paul yesterday today about it. I said, Do you know what West Ham really lack? If they had a, and I mean this sincerely, I, I think Antonio is great player for them and all that. But if they had a proper goal scorer, they'd be bloody dangerous. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean dangerous. Bowen, you know, Bowen on that right or left hand side. Yeah, I love him, man. He's wicked. He's that Bowen. Fennell's is a good player and all that. But they just haven't got that twenty-year goal striker. If they had that, oh, I tell you what, they could be really, really um, challenging for 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 other things. Listen, for me, I don't think the tie's all over. I think that they're still very much in it. I think if I be really honest, I was talking to Paul about this today. I thought Leon were a better team than than these. I, I, I did, and you know I was impressed with Leon in that first game. And I thought, oh, oh, I don't know, like, but West Ham went and blew them away away from home. So I think they're more than capable of doing that. So I don't think it's all over from our point of view. Perfect result, as Paul said today. Perfect result for Arsenal because, and I'll tell you why it's perfect result for us because West Ham now have got a chase the game. Um, and, and they need their forwards available now. Do they risk any of their attacking players against Arsenal? Like you know, and it, so for instance, if um, um, if for instance they had um, Antonio playing and he pulls a hamstring against Arsenal, and that, that could cost them for the for the Europa League. So obviously, I don't want him to get an hamstring injury and whatever like. But they're, they're the decisions that he's got to make. He's got a real difficult decision, I think. Like. Um, um, and I think that um, all round, you know, does he risk Declan Rice? Does he play Declan Rice as a central defender? Kurt Zuma, I think, was, you know, a gamble. I'm gonna, you know, I think a gamble that they had to take. Is it a gamble that they have to take on Sunday? So there's lots of lots of questions going to be there for them um, for this game. You know, and it's it's strange that this game's come for them. You know, I was looking at like Rangers, for instance, got Celtic this week weekend. Like, you know, I mean, what a time to play Celtic in between these two games. So there's a real, and I think that the dilemma is going to be for Leicester as well. You know, Vardy come back, didn't he, straight away? And, yeah. you know, do they bring him back for this game? Could they carry him with another game? I doubt if they will see him at White, White Hart Lane on, on, on Sunday. So I think that they've got some real, real decisions to make. West Ham, you know, I don't like it when people turn around and go, oh, they put their, all their eggs in one basket. They haven't really. They're still in with a chance of getting uh, European football. But what they've got is a massive, massive chance of, of getting Champions League football because I was flicking over from the game, if I'll be honest, yesterday. The other two teams are beatable. I'm going to say that now, are beatable. 
I think Frankfurt are beatable. If West Ham can get to this final with Moyes and what he knows and, and the players, get a couple more players back defensively, West Ham are still very, very much in with a chance of going Champions League football like, you know, next season. So a real, real test of what David Moyes does. I'm pretty sure he's going to be agonising over what to do over these next uh, couple of days. Does he take the risk? Does he not? Because from, from my point of view, I think that... Um, I, I still think this tie is more than, more than in, in, you know, West Ham more than capable of getting something out of it. I really do. I don't think, you know, you should be too down about it if you're a West Ham fan. I, I think that there was signs that they can, can be got at. And the key of it all, and I think it is a very, very big key, is no away goals raw. I think it could be different yeah. with the away goals raw. But there ain't, that ain't now. 1-0 gets you to penalties. 2-0 wins it for you. So I don't think it's 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 where you've got to worry about Oh, if they score, whatever, like, you know, if they score, you've got to score two. You know what I mean? You can, whatever happens, West Ham have got to score two goals to win it anyway. So, um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, if I was a West Ham fan, I wouldn't be too doom, doom and gloom about it because I, there was they created enough chances yesterday to tell me that they've got a chance of winning it. And also, when you're 1-0 up, do you play differently? How, how, how do they go about it now? Like, you know, I don't, you know, from my point of view, West Ham know exactly what they've got to do. Frankfurt don't. They're in a little bit of, oh, do we defend? Do we go? Do we do this? They're, they're the team that's in a little bit of a uh, a decision-making there. So, for me, West Ham definitely still in it. Yeah, I agree. I think they are in it. I mean, listen, if it's a 3 or 4-0, you kind of heads down. But 2-1, yeah. it's nothing, man. And there's no away goals We've anymore. We've got Wenger so... to uh, appreciate, appreciate for that away goals rule, innit? We've got Wenger to thank for that. The no away he wanted goals. it gone years ago, mate. We, yeah. we, we were dumped out of it. Well, how many times did we used to go out on away goals? Well, a few you? times, yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I ain't got no problem with the away goal rule. But when it comes oh, yeah. to extra time... I didn't time, like it. When it comes to extra time, it should be then squashed. If that's the way they're going to do it. Because it ain't 100%. fair. 100%. No. Yeah, ex- half a half hour to score an away goal. How's that fair? I, I, I've always said that. You know what I mean? Like from you no. know, even when I was kids, going, no one could ever tell me why was that fair. It's not like it was. You know, the advantage was like through um, the draw. So if you got the second leg, you was a uh, you got it away from home. So you why why get an extra thirty minutes over another team? You know, I mean, and then when if you scored in that thirty minutes, it was like. You know, the other team's got to score two goals. I just yeah, think it was, wrong. That was silly rule, you know? But the other thing is, the reason that it made, like... Well, that's the thing, though. But the thing is, though, Dan, that's what was supposed to happen. It was supposed to be brought in to make teams attack away from home. All it did was make teams defend at home. That's all it did. So I didn't think it made it any more exciting at all. I think it ruined it. And I think now it's a much better, uh, better system. And I think that, you know, you've got to be... Be lucky that you haven't got an away goal there, Dan, because obviously yeah. they've got two there. But I, I think you're well in the tie. But I wanted to ask you, Lawless, like moving on from last night, I know that's all you want to talk about and concentrate on, and I get that. But let's just talk a little bit about David Moyes because he came in a similar around the t- amount of time to Arteta, but he was there before, saved you from relegation. Everyone said, oh, he's done his job, but let's get rid of him and try and go for someone better. But I've always thought he was a decent manager and that Man United stint just completely ruined and tarnished him, if I'm honest, because he is basically doing with West Ham now what he did at Everton before, in my opinion, putting you in and around the Champions League. So how much credit does he deserve? And are you happy with him? Because I know you weren't convinced to start with. Yeah, no, look, he deserves a lot of credit. I was very vocal... Uh, after his first stint, you know, I was happy when he left after his first stint. I was not happy when we signed him back. You know, I thought we're going, I thought it was a, a step backwards now um, to go and get him. But he's come in and he's proved a lot of West Ham fans wrong. Uh, and what, you know, I, I, I listened to, uh, I can't remember what the podcast is, but he done a podcast recently. And just how much of a student of the game he is and the fact that he seems to learn from his failures, I think has helped him massively. I'm talking about the Man United job. And he said how he probably got that job as too early in his career um, because of the fact of it was such a big job and the, the lessons that he learned now, we did not know then. And thankfully for us, he's been able to take the failures at uh, Man United's uh, Sociedad, Sunderland. He's been able to take all of that and his first go round at West Ham and go, okay, this is my vision, this is my plan, and bring it along. Like, And 
he's come in and I think he's coming with a lot more, um, I think, power than he had the first time around. Because the first time around, it was like, you're here short term, then we're getting a big name. Now it's like, well, look, you sat me the first time, now you need me again. He's been able to take control of the club a bit more, um, have more say, have more decisions on players and things like that, try and get more of his own people in. And yeah, it's worked wonders. Look, he, he, every now and then he'll do something that frustrates me, a, a substitution, a lineup thing, but it's the same with all managers. We all get that, don't we? There's something there, but... Overall, like what he's been able to do in such a quick time is, first of all, get us in, keep us up and get us right up the league, then get us in sixth place. And I always said, great, you got a sixth place, well done. But for me, can you get us around there next season? Because the problem we ever always had is consistency from season to season. We'll have a great season, then like an average season, then it might be a disaster for a couple of seasons. Then we'll claw our way back up a good season. And it'd always be up and down. We never seem to be able to solidify ourselves up near that upper end of the table. And Moyes has done that. Um, look, the season's not over yet, but he's also done it whilst um, sustaining a very good European Cup run. Yeah. So all the credit in the world, him and his backroom staff. Um, he, you know, he frustrates me. A similar situation, like Lee said, was spot on there about we said about the window, and I have to sort of give him some criticism for that. I think he, he, similar mindset to Arteta. I think he had of I don't want to just bring in a player for the sake of bringing in a player. I want to make sure I bring in the right player, which is admirable because we've all had these players on your books that don't quite fit. You can't. It's hard to shift. However. The thing is, you can't sit there and look to the future and think, oh, what if this player don't work out and we've got him for a few seasons? Like You have to deal with the here and now. Arsenal are trying to get in the Champions League. West Ham, we're trying to get European football. We're trying to win a trophy. So let's do what we can. If we can't get our first, second target, let's just bring in someone to give us that, that squad depth to push the players that we've got and help get us over the line. And that's the little bit where it falls down. But then the summer... I have to see us get a spot on window. I don't want to see no Diver in Dave business. I want to see him get the get the targets that we want to get, be prepared, and the board splash the money ultimately, you know. So but yeah, big credit to Moyes for sure. Yeah, I think he does deserve it a bit. And I want to come to you and judges on this one, because I was asked this today um with a friend of mine. Who's done a better job, David Moyes or Mikel Arteta? And it's quite funny because someone in the chat has put Dan Lawless, the Arteta hater. <laughs> Which, to be fair, maybe is a little bit harsh, but I, I, you know, I know you're not convinced by Mikel Arteta. Um, but let, we'll come to judges after. But Lawless, what about you? Has David Moyes done a better job than Mikel Arteta? Do you think? I th yeah. Well, I think it's it's, it's context, isn't it? Really, um, of what the ambitions of each club are. Um, what each club are trying to ultimately achieve, what our targets are. Um, I, I would say at the moment he has. Look, I, I've had a lot of criticism for, for Arteta, but I think one of the things that I do have to give him credit for is what he's done with the youth setup. Like, you know, bringing in some young players now, and it's they're looking like he's got these bright prospects. You've got a, a you know a young team involved, um, so that's good for him. That's I think that's something to give him credit for. But I just think in in where you look at Moyes, where he's taken us from and where he's taken us to, I think, yeah, you've got to give him more credit. I think he's done a better job in terms of Arteta. He took a team that was finishing fifth around those places to eighth. Eighth again, obviously, give him credit for the FA Cup win. But then it's like, OK, so he might be taking you back fourth. It's not, he's not really the progression from us, what, what where Moyes has taken us is a lot bigger of a leap than what really Arteta's doing. For him, he needs to take you back towards them second, third places, challenging maybe, maybe sort of going far in, in the Champions League if you get there. That's what Arteta needs to do. I think mm. a lot of Arsenal fans, because you've had such a poor time for so long, the standards, I think, have dropped slightly from fans. And yeah. I think you know you've got to look at what where where you really want to be. Why did why do people want Wenger out? Why do people want Emery out? Because you know you you just stopped. Well, especially Wenger, you stopped challenging. The, the top four slipped, and that was it. You know, so yeah, I've I've got to say I'm Moyes on that on that basis. Yeah, and I I can't really argue with you. I'm not sure judges can either. But I'll ask you the question anyway. Judges, who, who do you think's done a better <clears> job for you, Mikel Arteta or David Moyes? At the moment, probably on even kill, if I'll be honest. But like, I think that the, the question you got would be, 
if David Moyes didn't have um, European football, where would West Ham be? And I think that they'd probably be challenging because they, they've, they've, I think with West Ham, I think if they've just run out a little bit of steam as far as trying to <clears throat> compete on both levels. And I think that probably if, if I've been really honest, I think the club's looked at it and thought, you know what? To win the Europa League, I think we've got a better chance of doing that. And plus, there's a trophy at the end of it, where I think getting in the top four, there isn't um, a trophy. So, I, I think that they've probably targeted that a little bit like um, of it all. You know, Arteta's had a bigger budget, let's be honest, um, than David Moyes. David Moyes has had to scrimp and save with certain things. Um I, I think that it'd be very interesting if Arsenal got top four and... Uh, David Moyes won the Europa League. Who would actually then? Then you could ask the question. It'd be a very, very difficult question to ask, you know, right, because David they're both hundred percent won the trophy. Both been successful. They've both been successful in what they do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, um, you'd rather uh, David, you'd rather win the Europa League than come fourth, wouldn't you? I would anyway, because you get a trophy. Well, well, I, I would, but we're not in it. You know what I mean? So no, no, no. I'm, I mean, it, I was meaning for West Ham. I was meaning. For oh West yeah, Ham, I was. Like, yeah. I was hoping we'd win it the year before, and the year before yeah, that, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. You know what I mean? So. Uh, but listen, if if West Ham can get over the line and, and win this trophy, you know, um, I don't like to bring it up, but 1980 was the last time that West Ham won anything. You know what I mean? It's, you know, it would be a remarkable uh, achievement for him as a manager. We'll put him in 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 esteemed company with like someone like John Lyle. You know what I mean? And no other West Ham manager in my lifetime's won anything. So you'd have to give him the credit. I. I Listen, when it comes to, to being a manager, I, I, I think David Moyes got a complete and utter harsh deal at, uh, at uh, Manchester United. And that, that, that knocked him for a little while. I remember I Sunderland, I think he went to... So was it Sochi? I'm not so sure. Sochi and Dad and Sunderland. And he was, he was yeah. awful at both because I think his confidence was shot. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, he, you know, so West Ham, you know, whoever employed him um, at West Ham, you know, took a gamble and done a good, good job. I was talking on... On a, I don't know if it was Sky Sports the other day or or um, Talksport one or two. He's recruited well with his um, uh, backroom staff. I don't know if you've ever seen, but if you ever go back into um, football revisited, Erwin uh, is, is it Erwin the um, Alan Alan Irwin. Alan Irvin. Irvin. Have a look yeah. at him when he's playing, like skinny little right winger, like you know what I mean, playing forever. <laughs> and uh, but you know, apparently he's a very very good coach. Um, you know, uh, Stuart Pierce is in the background there. You know, uh, Kevin uh, Nolan. Kevin Nolan. So they've, so they've recruited really, really well, and then they're going to obviously like, um, you know, they're going to do, do keep the the West Ham um, theme going as well. So I, I think that um, uh, he's done an extremely fantastic job, and I think he's really. What, what will I say? Like without. He's got his mojo back. He's got his credibility back a little bit by by doing what he's done at West Ham, and and all, all fair play to him, like you know. So, uh, and and I think tactically he's very very good at what he does. Mm. I, I remember watching him, you know, out for many a team. Listen, got you know, we was three 0 down against them last season. It could have been five or six. You know what I mean? Like, um, God, that game, that game yeah. was mental, mental game. You know what I mean? Like in the end, we was disappointed we didn't win it, weren't we, Dan? But yeah, I think we had a chance right at the end, and I think then Antonio had a chance right at the end as well. It was just Fantastic nuts. It was crazy. So, um, so I think that uh, you know, um, listen, he's done an outstanding job, and he, and he should get the credit. Yeah. And I, I think <laughs> will he get the credit he deserves? I don't think he will. If I'll be honest, if he don't win that trophy, if he wins that trophy, I think that uh, I think that he will. Um, I think that he'd get a, a, a tremendous amount of credit. But I, I think if they was to fall short, I don't think that he will do. You know what I mean? And I think that's a little bit harsh, harsh really on him. So, mm. um, Lee, if, yeah. if they if they get through against Frankfurt, do you fancy him to win it against Steve? Yes. Yeah, I, I, fancy, I fancy West Ham to win it anyway. I've said that. Like, you know what I mean? I, 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 I think that, uh, you know, um, I'm going to be really honest. Yesterday watching the game, I felt that, West Ham's players froze a little bit, if, you know. Yeah. Like, time for a semi-final, scoring a goal, uh, conceding the goal within the first seconds weren't great for them. Second legs a different thing now. They've 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 got that experience now. I I, I think that they they they'll be okay. I, I'll be very very surprised 
very, very surprised if they don't get through. Very surprised. Yeah. Yeah, fair play. Uh, Lawless, let's move forward towards the game this weekend, mate. Um, in all seriousness, like, the game's done now and you have to have eyes on Thursday next week. If I said to you now you can only win one, you're obviously going to win Thursday and, and just just succeed, concede this one. But what do you think Moyes is going to do in terms of team selection for West Ham? Are we going to see quite a lot of changes so they rested for Thursday or are you going to yeah. go pretty strong still? I think I think you'll take a similar approach as he took to Chelsea. Rest certain key players, um, have a few a few um a few key players in that in that side, but probably go more defensive and try and um you know frustrate Arsenal, stop Arsenal from scoring, stop Arsenal from creating chances, make us difficult to break down. And then try and maybe bring in a few heavy hitters off the bench later on to try and nick it. That was the game plan against Chelsea. Obviously, the red card changes the game, leaves space open for Chelsea to get that goal. Um, but ultimately, I think we would have got at least a point had we not got that red card. Um, and I think that's the game plan that he will take in for for Sunday. So it's going to be very interesting. I've, I've, and, I, and that's that's the thing I think. Where Arsenal fans, I know it's like you look at it on paper and you think, yeah, West Ham are going to be focused on Thursday. They're going to rest loads of players. It's a weakened team. But if the game plan is solid, I it's, I think it's going to be difficult for Arsenal. They're going to have difficulty breaking us down. You look against Chelsea and like Man United, yeah. teams that play more on the front foot. Um, You know, I know Chelsea do play a... Uh, you know, three at the back, five at the back situation, but they're going to be more coming at you at home and, and more expectation on them. Um, whereas before that, Arsenal really struggled to score goals against the likes of um, sort of Palace and Brighton and, and Southampton. So I think you'll be in a situation again where you'll really sort of struggle to score. And it will just be on us to see if we can pick our moments in that game. Um, but yeah, like I think. Rice will probably be rested because he's probably our most important player. Bowen again will probably be rested. Antonio will probably be rested. Um, Sufa will probably come in. Suchek will probably start still. Zuma's the big question mark. I don't risk Zuma, but then you, we haven't got any senior centre-backs in. You have to put in Creswell and Johnson again, two full-backs, and then try and put maybe a young centre-back in there if we do want to play like, three centre three centre-backs, and then have Masuaku as a left wing-back and Sufal as a right wing-back. Um, but then you just worry because you've got uh, you've got a young team. You know, if you haven't got that experience there of someone who's, you know, we had Dawson there for Chelsea, and he makes a stupid mistake, but you've got someone there that can command that back line, keep everyone settled, keep everyone calm and, and lead from the back. But if we haven't got that, that will give you opportunities to maybe pull our players apart. But I think having that setup though, where you've got like Saka on the left, you'll have will be able to sort of have Creswell and Masuaku sort of double up on him and try and frustrate him because he's going to be the big key player that that is going to cause problems. So having two players at least to, to be able to double up on him and then maybe the middle centre back and things like that, mm. I think that's key. So I think obviously I could be wrong, you could batter us, um, but I think on paper it's going to be a more difficult game than Arsenal fans anticipate. I think. Fair play. I'm going to come back to you in a minute, uh, Lawless, to ask what you think the team's going to be, bro. So have a bit of a think about that for me because I know it's going to be, be a bit hard. So, yeah, exactly. Have a go at what you think it will be anyway. Judges, let's come to you. Three points is a must. How do you think we're going to get them and what do you think? how do you think this one's going to play out on Sunday? Well, I, I agree with that. I don't think it's going to be a, a foregone conclusion. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't. You know what I mean? Um, two things that we've got in the advantage and as one being that they've got this game, they're in the middle of the semi-final. Uh, they don't really want to be playing that. Uh, you know, if if you sat down with West Ham and said to them, and um, Dan and say, look, you know, you can have, have Sunday off if you want. Like, you know, they're all going to take that. You know what I mean? Like, and we, we play Arsenal towards the end of the season, you know, which I think should be something that the league should actually do because I think that it's... You know, trying to get give um, our teams a big advantage going into those games. You know what I mean? I do, but they haven't done it. So I think that that would be a case. And also, the other thing is, Dan. You know, what I mean, why they're playing that game last night, the emotion of it, the um, 
the mental side of it and everything like that, the physical side and that, that. We've been sitting up at home with our feet up, you know, ready to go, like, you know. So we haven't played since last Saturday. So it's uh, eight days since we played. So I, I think being fresh, being a little bit, has got to help as well, like, you know. So all, all, all the... Um, I think like aces are in the Arsenal hand. You know what I mean? It's how we play those aces. Uh, and this is where, you know, I, I expect, I do expect Arsenal to win this game, you know, uh, and, and I've been, whether you think I'm right, whether you think I'm wrong, I, I was cheering on West Ham against Leon because for the sole purpose of that, I knew that this game was coming in between these two games if they got it. Like, you know what I mean? I've always said that. So I was always going to, always wanted West Ham to be in this position, you know? Um, so, if we were to win it, you know, fair fair play. I'm going to brag about. It. I actually said to to, to Paul today, I'll, I'll come in on Tuesday, and I'll, I'll promise. I said, I promise you, I won't be giving you grief. I promise you, like you know what I mean, because I expect Arsenal to win, and I know that for West Ham, it, they've got bigger fish to fry. This is an opportunity Arsenal cannot miss mess up, you know, because this is an opportunity that no that Tottenham have not had. Uh, Manchester United have not had, Liverpool have not had, when they're going to get 100% focused West Ham at, at the London Stadium. It's a difficult place to go. So, we've, Lady Luck has served us a nice bit, a bit of Lady Luck, slice of the pie. Eat it. Yeah, man, we need to, big time. Lawless, what's your team news, man? What's your team going to be tomorrow? All right, I mean, I've just seen Lynn's comment there. I didn't watch the press conference. I said I was, I was out filming uh, in Stratford, so I didn't see right, it, to take. If I'm to take Moyes at his word, then it's not mind games, kind of like we did with, with Zuma and that. And I'm to take his word that he won't play a youngster. I'll say, obviously, it's going to be Fabianski coming in. Uh, I, Zuma will start then if we're not playing a youngster. It's got to be Zuma with Johnson and Rice as that back three, Sufal right wing back, uh, Masawaku left wing back, and then. I see um, there was a comment saying that Bryce and Bowen will start. I can't. One of them got injured again in this Arsenal game. That would be dev- absolutely devastating. So I, I would expect, um, yeah, I think it was, uh, Luke who said that. Um, yeah, I would be devastated. So I think it has to be Noble and Sujek um, again. And then... Um, Noble's probably... got to play, it, surely, Dan. Yeah. Surely yeah, Noble, and you know, he likes a London derby. He does like a London derby. He usually turns up for these games. And then, uh, yeah, I think it will be probably Ben Rama and probably Fornals, because even though Fornals has played, Fornals does have a little bit more of that defensive grit in him to be able to, you know, get up and down the pitch and get stuck in, um, where obviously Ben Rama's got that creativity side of him. He didn't start... Um, the other day, and then possibly Yarmolenko up front. It's not necessarily what I would play. I, I really want to see Vlasic. He's hardly featured, and I think he's going to be fresh. He's going to be raring to go. You could potentially not play Nobes and play Lanzini in that holding role, which he played quite a bit this season. So he's capable of it, and then it gives us... He, he, he was quite good defensively, actually. He gets, got stuck in a few tackles, won the ball back. So having that creativity a little bit deeper for us to be able to get out of you know, when we're pinned back, it, there's so many possibilities, but I think I could see a potential similar team to uh, Chelsea, but with Zuma instead of Dawson, basically. Um, I, it, but it's going to be a hard one pr- to predict either way. I always could, who knows what he's going to do, but I'll be shocked. So you said Rice, Ri- Rice in a back three. Did you mean Cresswell in a back three? You think Rice will play? Did I say Rice? Yeah. I thought I said Zuma, Zuma Johnson and uh, Creswell. I mean. Yeah, you said Zuma, Johnson and Rice. I was surprised. But yeah, Sorry, okay. yeah Creswell. Bad, yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, I get Zuma, you now. Yeah. I was thinking, because then you said, oh, I think Noble and Suchek, we won't risk Rice. And I was like, but you've just put Rice at a back three. Right, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, I will be shocked if Rice and Bowen play because them two are our two most important players right now. Yeah. One of them got injured, picked up a knock, even if they can sort of play, but they're not 100%. We need them both. 100% for that game. Keep him on the bench. Do what we did against Chelsea. Try and hold on. Bring him on later in the game for like 20 minutes, 25 or something to try and either see see out the point or snatch the win. Because as much as I'll be all in Endo is Frankfurt, 
we still want to stay in that top six race. We still want to say because Man United are an awful, awful side. So that is it's very achievable for us, even though they've got a couple of points on us now. We can still get that sixth place. So if we don't win, if we do go out against mm. Frankfurt or we do lose the final, we're back in Europa next season. I don't want to, you know, fall out of it and then we get like seventh. I wouldn't mind a go in the conference league. Look, I think Leicester probably didn't give much of a care about it early on, but now they get into the semi-final, they're playing against Roma and that. It's getting exciting, you know. So and then they can get into the Europa League that way. So and win a, and win a trophy, you know. I know it's not an established one, but you would take that. But we could potentially fall out behind Wolves. Wolves are still. Yeah. So if we finished eighth and didn't win the Europa, that'd be a really disappointing season for us. Really disappointing. Yeah, I think from where you were and and where you were at, I think you're probably right, yeah. bro. But um, I, I yeah, it's going to be one basket. No, nah, of course. Let's stick one egg in the Arsenal game at least. It's one egg there, and the rest of the eggs can go in the Europa League. Yeah, no, fair one, man. Judges, uh, let's come Arsenal, man. Um, team news for you. What what would your team be against uh, West Ham, mate? Mm, I, I, I would keep everybody the same. Um, the Tommy Asu one's an interesting one. Very interesting what to do there. Um, Oh, I don't know. And then the front, the front four. What happens at the front gamble, four? Yeah. It's, it's still a game. Listen, do you know what? I'm going to say this now. I look at other teams and, and they say, like, for instance, Vardy comes straight back in after months out. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're fit, you're fit. You know, Tommy Hessel's on the bench. It means he's fit. I would play Tommy Hessel because I think we need to, to have a little bit more solidness in our back four. I think, like, we've... We've got two. If he comes in, we've got three of our normal back four back in. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's important, like, you know. Uh, so I would bring Tommy Asu back in. Like, I would still carry on playing Tavares, a bit, little bit harsh on Cedric, but I would go that route. The one position that I think could be up there is Martinelli for, for Smith Rowe. I don't know if Smith Rowe's just car carrying a knockdown. I don't know. Mm. He just didn't seem to be at his best on Saturday. Probably, probably though, because he played Wednesday and then Saturday. Maybe his body's not quite up to that at this moment in time with the knock and everything. Like you know, I just think he's carrying. I just I've got this little feeling that he's carrying. Like you know, so yeah, that could be it. Like, but I, I think when you've won those two games back to back against Chelsea, Man United, I would basically keep it as close as I can. Tommy Asu maybe, but do you know what? If Cedric's playing, I wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah, he'll be missing, wouldn't he? He'll be missing that match fitness that might, yeah. yeah. But do you, you know got, why you I'd go with him? Though? Get it, though. You've, got, you've got to get it know, somewhere along the line, you know. Do you, know, do you yeah. know why I'd go with him though? Because, like you say, Lee, Tavares needs him, like we need that discipline on that side so that we can have. Like having Cedric and Tavares, one of them trying to be disciplined while the other bombs forward on the other side just doesn't really work for me. And I think that Cedric was starting to do it with Kieran Tierney. But because Kieran Tierney is more of a defensive player and Tavares is not, I really feel now that we need Tommy Yasu back. And I don't really understand why Tommy Yasu has been out for this long. Like It must be a hell of a calf strain, this, because we've not seen him for three months. So very bizarre. Hopefully he comes back in. I probably would go with Martinelli. There was rumours that Saka wasn't going to be fit, but he is fit now. I expect to see Eddie Nketiah continue up front. I expect to see Martin Erdegaard and Granit Xhaka in the middle with Mohamed Elneny because since Partey's been out, Mohamed Elneny has definitely come in and deputised better than Lokonga did. I don't think the back pair in White and Gabriel will change. So I think really it's only a question mark whether Tommy Asu's going to come in and whether it's Martinelli or Smith-Rowe on the left-hand side, I think the rest of it will be the same as Man United. Lawless, when you look at that team, do you think that's dangerous of Arsenal's? Do you think we're going to cause you some threat? Yeah, I think that's very dangerous. Like, going forward, look, personally, I, I just from an outside perspective, I'd be more worried about Martinelli than, than Smith-Rowe, even though obviously Smith-Rowe did score against us at your ground. Um, but I do rate Martinelli a lot, and I think he can definitely cause us a lot of problems and Saka, obviously everyone knows about Saka. So those two players in particular are players that I worry about most. Um, if you've got 
Tomiyasu, if he does come back in, he gives you a little bit more of that stability, you know, on that on the right hand side if we do want to attack uh, defensively. Um, you know, I haven't seen how good he is in terms of creating and bombing down as like an attacking fullback and, and how much he'll be able to do that. But yeah, like you can definitely it's all about how you're able to break us down, I think. Odegaard is going to be the key player for that, I think, if he's playing. is he? He's, he's, you're, you're expecting the Odegaard to play. He's he's that creative spark. He's that one you can create something out of nothing. So I think he'll be your key player um, against us for sure. Yeah. Judges, key men, key battles for you on Sunday. What are you expecting? A midfield, again, I think if we can win that midfield, that gives us you know the ability to get it to our front runners. I think Oligar was magnificent. Do you remember when by dragging yeah, us by, the, by the scruff of the neck last season there? He's going to be key. I think that, you know, but for me, Saka will always be a key player. Always a key, key, key player for us, like, you know. Listen, we need to take our chances. We've been ruthless in our last couple of games, if I'll be honest. We've, you know, we didn't have that many chances against the Man United, but we took them. And we took them in key parts of the game when they was on top with Brogan scored. So I think that that'll be key. Um, I just think defensively we've got to be sound as well. Just, just you know, be sound. I, I think um, West Ham will probably be a little bit defensive in this game, not as normally attacking as they as they normally do. Um, and, and you know, just look at what Frankfurt did. You know what I mean? They just was you know played through the lines, played out wide, got 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 opportunities from wide players. Our wide players are very very good. Very, very good, you know. So, listen, at the end of it, whatever West Ham's do team that does go, they can put all their big guns in if they want Rice and Antonio. They can't do it at the back. They've got players missing at the back, whatever happens. And, you know, get at them. Get at them and, and make it as difficult as, as you possibly can for them. And then, and then what you have to do is, you know, try and run all over them, like, you know, and I'm, I mean that in the nice possible ways, like, you know, make them try and work hard. Make them go do a little bit of running here, running there where they don't want to. When they've got one up, you know, you don't want to be sprinting 20, 30 yards down to the corner flag when you've got a cup, massive cup semi-final, a couple of days' time. And also, you know, they could be a little bit jaded, you know what I mean? So that's how I've got to be. You know, it's, it's the perfect opportunity to really, really take it and put it on the West Ham, you know what I mean? And uh, see, what they, see, see if they fancy it then. You know, and I don't mean that in a, in a nasty way. You know, do they fancy do they fancy running that doing that dirty work in this game when they know that they've got they might have to do it in that? And don't forget, West Ham could have to go to extra time in the next rat game as well. Like you know what I mean? So they've, they've, they, they, that could happen as well. So it, it's it's a real interesting scenario what happens on 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 um, say. But whatever happens, whether West Ham put in a strong side or not. Arsenal should be going for it, making sure we get the three points. And don't forget, we go into this game knowing already what's happened at Spurs. And I expect the same from Spurs as well. I expect Leicester to make loads of changes. So I expect Tottenham to do exactly the same as what we are, really go for it and, and, and turn them over. I think they'll turn over Leicester comfortably um, because of that reason. And, you know, if Arsenal don't turn over West Ham, I don't think you can be looking at West Ham. I think it's down to Arsenal. Arsenal got the... You know, show the driving force, show the energy, just get the bloody three points. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree, man. Um, before we do some score predictions, Lola, so I want to ask you, like, Saka, Smithrow and Martinelli, which one for you do you think has got the highest ceiling? Which one do you think will make it big? It's a tough one, isn't it? It's a tough one. Um do you know what? I just there's I think there's there's something about Martinelli that I think he could really he can really go all the way. I think I think uh, Jurgen Klopp I know is a huge admirer of him. Um, I think he could do big things in the game. It's hard to look past Saka as well. It's interesting for me because you've always had promising youngsters over the last few years. Yeah, and they end up sort of fading out as they get a bit older, right? These these three seem different. They they feel different, but you never know. And it's just about if they're gonna still still be around in a couple of years, still performing at that level, or 
as Arsenal, you where you get into the top four, you start getting back to levels you want to be. Can they keep up pace? When Arsenal, if Arsenal get in the Champions League, are they going to be on the level of the Champions League or do you need to level up? Can they keep up with it? That's going to be the big question mark for me. But right now, I think what Saka's done this season is is remarkable. Like He has been your, your bright spark. But I think mm. there's something about Martinelli that I think he could definitely go on to have a big career in the game. And it's all about the others if they can. I think it's going to be interesting about Smith-Rowe. I think he's been on and off at times. And I know he hasn't started a lot of games for you. So this season, I've seen times where he's been on the bench quite a few times, Smith-Rowe. Yeah. And you, you saw yeah, he's had a few him. knocks. Yeah. So, mm. you know, you, hopefully he doesn't end up being another um, Wilshire. Or, you know, in, in that oh, regard. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's all you need. But, yeah, you've had a lot of promising youngsters. This is going to be interesting. What do you... I mean, how do you guys feel in terms of if you don't get top four, in terms of keeping these players, these bright youngsters? Because like I said, Jurgen Klopp, obviously sniffing around. Pep will probably start sniffing around Real Madrid, Barcelona, mm. as they as the season. Same with Rice, it's like a... we've had with Rice. You start getting linked away. And they think they can win touch titles and compete in the Champions it's League. It's a great question. It really is. And it's one that we keep getting asked, really. And it was my uh, my biggest worry about trying to go with youth again, because we've done it three times already and they've all left because we didn't we didn't win anything. So when Fabregas and Van Persie say, see you later, we then try and do it again. And then Ramsey says, I'm off as well on a free. Alexis Sanchez, yeah, I'm done. You're not winning anything here. We need to start winning stuff if we want to keep Saka, Martinelli and Smith-Rowe because otherwise they'll be wearing Newcastle and Man City shirts in a couple of years' time. And I truly believe that. I know they're Arsenal, I know they're Highland boys, but it doesn't mean anything when you're not winning trophies because what's the idea of football winning, isn't it? Or is it just to be happy and just toss around fourth every season? I think these kids have got massive ambition and I'm hung they're hungry to win and I hope it is with Arsenal. Um but I don't feel like it's going to be for a few years. And that's up to them whether they believe they're going to be hanging around for four or five years. I think we could quite happily keep them at Arsenal for another couple, if I'm honest, because I think yeah, that they do believe young. in the project. They're still young. And the way I see those three, I think Smith Rowe's the most improved player at Arsenal this season, probably, or one-off. Saka, I think, is the best, but I think Martinelli, I'm with you, has got the highest ceiling because this kid can be anything he wants to be. I see so much hunger, passion and desire from him that I just think he could be a monster. I do think Saka's ahead of him at the moment, but I do think the ceiling's the highest with Martinelli. Judges, what's your thoughts on these three? Are we going to be able to keep them for another 10 years at the club or is it going to be difficult well, if we don't win stuff? Mm, 10 years, I'm not so sure if we're going to be like we are. Let's hope like in 10 years' time we're not. Hopefully we've, we've, we're challenging. The one thing I would say to him, if I was, if you know, I mean, if I was Saka, if I was to talk to Saka or Smith Rowe or whatever, I'd just go, look, you know, you can go to Man City, £100 million, doesn't mean to say you're going to play week in, week out. That's not well, that's what's happened with Jack Grealish. I don't think Jack Grealish will be if you sat down with him, be happy with what's going on at Man City. He's not the only one. Um, so I, I think at Arsenal at this moment in time, what do you what do you guarantee these young kids? You get you guarantee you're guaranteeing a lot of game time. And and if you're getting a lot of game time at this moment in time, I'd rather be doing that than playing uh bit parts. Uh, you know, semi-finals of the Champions League, you know, yeah, you want to play in them. It's, it's great if you are, if you're involved in it, but it's not great being on the bench and not, and not and coming on the last couple of minutes and things like that. So I would always say that it ain't always great. You know, John Stones, you know, not, not guaranteed that playing all the time. Uh, I look at uh, Mares in and out, you know, was wonderful, wonderful player at Leicester, but in and out at, at Manchester City. Jack Grealish is a, a, a massive point, and, and it looks like uh, someone like Jesus, who was, was a talented youngster at Brazil, Brazilian youngster, a little bit like Martinelli, same sort of um, way that um, he was thinking. Uh, um, you know, want, wants out of that team at the moment, like you know, so uh, um, they want to be involved in those games and playing those games, you know. So listen, at this moment in time, they, they want to get involved in that, but I don't think it's the being end or when you're 19, 20. What it is about is establishing yourself as a player, making sure you're getting lots of game time and things like that. Two or three years' time, that's a different scenario then, like, you know. And that, that doesn't mean to say, that, oh, well, they're going to go to Manchester City. You know, there's there's Liverpool is a, is a big option. You've got, like, um, uh, Newcastle, as you said, is a bigger option, you know. So, listen, 
you know. Well, you've had bloody Aston Villa trying to sign Smith Rowe this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, so there's, there's, there's always, uh, there's always, so it's a great point what Lynn says, you know, look at Oxlade Chamberlain, he hardly gets a game at Liverpool. Hardly gets a game at Liverpool. I know yeah, he, he, had a, he had a big ceiling as well, didn't he? Yeah, he was one of my favourite players at Arsenal. He did get that, Champions that's League. That's the question. Didn't he? Didn't he yeah, he, he's won the league and the Champions League, though, to be fair to him. so Yeah, so, you know... Um, what you would know, you rather do? Would you rather go and win medals or just uh, go and play and win nothing? It's a, it's a, quick, it's a good question. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you, you know, if you... If, listen, I, I've been... I've been Fortunate enough been through when I played football to play in teams that won things and all that. I've also, and I know it's not the, the, the same, but there are times when you're not in cup finals for whatever reason, like injured or whatever, uh, you never feel the same. Mm. It's never the same as when you're play, actually playing in the game. And, you know, like mm. when, you're, when you're a squad player, it ain't the same, you know. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I'm... I'm um, uh, I'm a big believer of like you know yeah play all this you know to be playing, but ultimately you know um, it's no good just sitting on the bench all the time you know and I'm not saying that these guys will do that you know what I mean they're good players but ultimately you know there's going to come a time when those decisions are going to be made but at this moment in time I don't think it's I wouldn't even be worried about it at this moment. No, I agree. I think we're it's fine. I do think a couple of years. That's Go it. On, like, right. I look at it like Rice, and I always said when people, when he was like, he was 2021. 20, it's like, there's no point looking for that next level move at that point when you're featuring playing week in, week in, week out, being a big part of the team. Yeah, it's still learning, Dan, as well. Learn your trade. Yeah, still, learn your trade. You're still learning. Exactly. You're still learning, getting to feature week in, week out. You've still got yeah. a lot of years for that move to come if you do want to make it and then go and win those trophies. It's not like Kane where you're desperate 28, 29. Stay. Again, if you get Champions League, then it's a chance for them to prove yourself. Prove yourself against the Bayerns, the Real Madrids, and, and those calibre of teams. Yeah, it's like. a great point. It's a great point. Someone like Jack Grealish was never going to get that at Villa. You know what I mean? Like There's yeah. there, there, there an opportunity for, for, for Declan. Listen, and also, I've always said this, you know what I mean? Like, How would Declan Rice feel about winning something at West Ham and getting Champions League football? Or he goes to Man City and wins it. You know what I mean? It won't be the same. No. It'd be great. You know what I mean? But like to win it at your home team club and everything like yeah, that. Great point. It's more, more special. You know what I mean? Like than being just one of the one of the boys that's won it at so and so. You know, I, I I'll ask you this. I love to ask this question tomorrow. Is what's more special, him winning at Leicester or him winning it at Man City? I guarantee you, he'll say Leicester. I guarantee it. Yeah, it's got to be. If he's selling the truth, he's got to say less. Yeah, yeah, because he was more part of it, like played every week and was it was special, wasn't it? Like, you know what I mean? So, listen, you know, I'm not saying it's all about uh, getting as many medals as you can, but I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, I wouldn't even say, like, if, if you know, with Declan Rice at the minute, how old Declan Rice, 21, 22? 23. 23, you know what I mean? I wouldn't even say this year would be like a, a chance for him to go. I, I, I would, I would. I would either hold on fire for at least another year, like you know what I mean. But don't, don't, don't get you wrong. It's not necessarily going to be Declan Wright's decision neither. You know what I mean. West Ham might turn around and go, "Do you know what? This is the time for us to sell." Same with Arsenal players. They might go, "Do you know what? This is the time to sell." There's, yeah, no one knows. No one knows. Yeah. It, well, that's no, it. If someone comes in for eighty mil for or Smith Rowe hundred, but you might go. You know, maybe we could take this now and reinvest it here. And you got to look at what's the best. As much as we love our academy players, sometimes it's the best of the club. You know, and and I wrestle yeah. with that a lot when I think about Rice. You know, if yeah. this much came in, you know, the possibility of now he's hard to replace. But you know, we could spend it big. So if someone said there's hundred mil, West Ham would say yes. They would. I, I guarantee they would. I reckon. But we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. Um, a lot more football to be played first. A uh, bit of fun before we finish and come to a score prediction. Uh, Lawless, start with you, man. You can have three Arsenal players at West Ham. Who would you choose? Three Arsenal players at West Ham. Okay. This is, yeah, this is a tough one. Because a lot of your areas, that a lot of the areas that we need, we also like you need. need as well, like striker. <laughs> yeah. Like we need the striker. So I wouldn't take any of your strikers. If a Bamiyang was still knocking about, I would have said him. But um, apart from injuries aside, Tierney, I would take him. 
Like, obviously, he's, he's looking like a bit injury prone. Um, but I would take T and E. We definitely need a left back. We need to level up our left back area, and I rate him a lot. I think he's a he's a quality player. Um, yeah, definitely. I think he's definitely good. Um, as much as Partey hasn't lived up to the hype that he came in with, he's still actually been this season. He's been pretty. He's been really good and shown to be an influential influential player. So I think that gives us more depth in the midfield. Um, and another one would be no Martinelli because Martinelli can play up front. I take Martinelli because even though he doesn't play, I, I don't know why Arteta don't try that more often and play him. Yeah, up front, you know, as opposed to playing Lacazette there or Anketia or to try and have Smith Rowe, Saka, and then Martinelli up front. So yeah, those are the three I'd take. Yeah, good options, mate. I can't lie. Um... Kieran Tierney definitely is an upgrade on your left-back area, and I think Thomas Partey and Declan Rice would be pretty pretty decent, mate. And, um, yeah, like you say, you said earlier why you fancied Martinelli ahead of the other two, so fair play. Judges, you know what I'm going to ask, mate? Three West Ham players. Who are you yeah, going for? You know, I mean, I, I, I'm going to take both. I'll tell you who I'll take now. Bowen, um, obviously uh, Declan Rice, and I'm going to go for... I know, like you just said about him, Cresswell. I'll take Cresswell as well, like, you know what I mean? I think we need another left-back, you know, uh, and that would be the one that I would take. Um, I, I do like um, a couple of other, you know, like, like Sucho, I like it up in the midfield there. I like Fennells as well. I do like him. Yeah, I like Fennells. I just say, like, we, we've got players like that that we can cover it all there, like, you know. I think Declan Rice coming into our midfield would be, you know, fantastic. Um and I think Bowen would give us something different up front to our wider players that we've already got. Uh, and, and yeah, and I do think we need cover left back. We really do, you know, so that would be my three. Yeah, fair play. I, I'm going to obviously go Rice and Bowen because I think they're both ridiculously good. I'm going to go Soufal because I feel like Cedric is just needing to probably be upgraded now as a backup right back. Tommy Asu's injury. Um, and I think Cresswell, how old is Cresswell now? He must be touching his 30s. So I'm going to go for Soufal. Yeah, how old is he, Dan? Um, yeah, he's about, I think 30s. he's about 32. Yeah. I think he's about yeah. 32. So um, I'll go Soufal because I feel I like Soufal. I think he's clear. I know he's had injuries as well, though, Dan, isn't he? But he's a good player. That, yeah, this is like not him. injury prone, prone. It's just this season he had to have surgery, but he's back now. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, he's not a fair good play. Sue checks the other one, but I, I think I yeah. think Party and Rice would be a better partnership for me. So I'm going to go with that. I, one. I think I think to be fair, I think Zuma would be a shout with 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 uh, Gabriel like in the in the back. Mm. Like, but I know I know a lot of you guys like White, but I I put Zuma above White. I think that would be an upgrade on your centre back. I think Zuma covers like our old Zuma there must be about thirty. No, I think he's 28. I think he's 20. He's still young. He was very young when he came on the scene, though, weren't he? Yeah, it seems like he's been about forever, didn't it? Like, yeah, he could play. Like, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping Ben White. Uh, you know, I, mean, I think he's much underrated, Ben White. Uh, yeah, like you him. like Ben White. Um, Jury's still like a little bit out for me, but yeah, I know Lee likes Ben White. Um, yeah. I prefer Gabriel. Um, I think Judges is the other way around. It's weird how it goes, isn't it? A lot of people prefer one or the other. Excuse me, I think Zuma uh, Zuma is a good is a good player. But, well, I, uh, I like Gabriel. I just think Gabriel's form just has just dropped off the last few few weeks. I have to say, maybe yeah, because he's, he, he, he's not had the left back helping him out and um and, and whatever. He's had a few mistakes in him, hasn't he? Yeah, he's had a couple of little mistakes in that, but he's uh, he, he's a top, he, he, you know still only young top top player that as well. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. So we've got. I think yeah, we've got I, two very, very good. Two, yeah, I agree with you there, Lee. I think we have. I think I think the problem with Ben White people like to overhype him because he's English and because he's come for 50 million a little bit like when they did with Pepe when we got him like, oh, yeah I Pepe. agree I agree with that um, totally and I don't that. think he's the he's the Tony Adams people want him to be I do I do have him be that still I think he's got a few mistakes in him but to be fair excuse me so's Gabriel so I think because they're young they're going to do that you're going to have some mistakes but, uh, what a comparison I remember when your a lot of your fans <laughs> were calling Lacazette the next Ian Wright Oh, I remember we, that. We've done it quite a lot, mate. We've overhyped <laughs> a lot of players in our time. Trust me, we really have. The amount of times that we've yeah, uh, we've overhyped players. For a very, very long while, no one, there's been no one near Ian Wright. Like, I, I, I know we go cheery on Ray, but like a, a different, different player. Different player, yeah. Like, Ian Wright. No one, 
No, no one. I think. Uh, yeah, I wish we got him a, uh, a couple of years earlier, you know. When he yeah, he was yeah, about he done 36. Well for West Ham for, for yeah, a for six months he come in, he, he done really well for West Ham, scored a few goals, you know what I mean? I remember him scoring at Spurs, didn't he? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. No, decent. Top. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but no more, no no more taking uh, Arsenal players near, near the end of their careers. That's that's those days. man, you've had loads. Davos Sukar, Freddie Lundberg, Ian Wright, Nigel Winterburn, Freddie Lundberg. How many have you had? There's been quite a few. You had the Shamak, didn't you, as well? Shamak, Moran Shamak. Liam Brady. Brady, yeah. Brady, yeah. Bloody hell. It was a good time. Stuart Robson. We we had Alex Song, but we didn't get him directly from. Oh, that's Fabianski. right. I was alone. Yeah, Fabianski. Alex Fabianski, Song. Oh, yeah. mate. You lot, you lot don't man. rate him, but he's been good for us, mate. He's yeah, he's been brilliant. He, he, I tell you what, he, he went he to was Swansea great. and he, he great matured at Swansea, and then um, uh, come back and done a decent job for for West Ham. Very very decent. Yeah, I've got yeah, to say I agree with right. that. Uh, let's go for score predictions then, judges. Let's come to you first. What do you think the score is going to be on Sunday, mate? Two 0 Oh, West Ham. <laughs> Obviously, 2-0 to Arsenal. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. I think it will be. I'm going to go 2-0. I think we'll keep a clean sheet. And um, we have to win this game. We have to win this game. So yeah. I think we will nick it 2-0. Uh, Lawless, what are you going for, mate? I'm going for an exciting, thrilling, captivating 0-0. <laughs> I, I, I think you'll knock on the door quite a few times and we just won't open it. We'll turn the lights off, draw the curtains and uh, pretend to not be in and it will be a, a, a nil-nil. <laughs> I, I honestly thought you would say we'd score considering you've got no defenders, but I like it, man. Nah, Optimistic. I just think, uh, yeah, Moyes, he, he'll know. John Hartson, another one. Well done there, Terence. Well done, John Hartson. Oh, Hartson, yeah, of course. Yeah, he was he, again. He, he was one of the quality ones for us for sure. Love, love John Hartson. I think someone someone called me John Hartson in the chat earlier. Oh, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> really nice guy, John Hartson. Top guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's done some stuff on our channel. He's he's brilliant. But um, but John yeah, I think class. Moyes, like I said, Moyes will know that our weak our defenses, and I think he'll set us up tactically to be able to mm. to to deal with that. I'm sure so. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you do win it, though. I wouldn't be surprised. So we'll see. Fair but it's, it's Arsenal. You don't do things the hard way, do you? You beat Man United and Chelsea, and you come to West Ham, who's depleted and focused mm. on Frankfurt. So you could lose it. And you, yeah, yeah, that is, that is that is so true. That is so true. Way, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. That's what we've done this season, isn't it? No, you know, I wouldn't be shocked. I won't be shocked at anything. I'm not predicting anything with this Arsenal team at the moment. No. Matthew oh. Upson, another one just oh, come oh, in. Oh. Well done, Terence. Oh, they're right. I tell you yeah. what, it's unbelievable how many there has been. Yeah, yeah, we had Jenkinson on loan, didn't we? Jenkinson, yeah. another Jenkinson, one on yes. loan. Well yeah. done. Yeah. No, he could have a bloody team here. Yeah, yeah. There's probably an 11 that we could bloody end up doing, isn't he? probably do a whole 11. Yeah, you could yeah, do. Jenkinson at right back, Winterburn left back. Matthew Upson in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, you could, not Alex Song, Alex Song and uh, Liam. Yeah, Jack, Jack Wilshire, Alex Song. Liam Brady and then Freddie yeah. Lundberg. There's and, not uh, many. Lewis Bowamorte is another one. Lewis Bowamorte. Lucas Perez. Look at that. Lucas Perez. We've got subs as well now. Subs and subs. Almunia. Almunia, of course. Almunia in goal. Henry Lansbury. Ali Adier, Jeremy Ali Adier. haven't you? But you never really signed, you haven't really signed many players off us. Can't really think of many players, players that come from West Ham, are there any? Like, aren't they? Yeah. No, I remember you were so linked true. with Winston Reid and then we gave him an eight-year contract. You we know, and he was <laughs> linked with Tony Cotty back in the day and Frank McAvenny. Yeah, you know, there is actually more. There's actually like we think. Oh, we might be able to put an eleven together. Might just about. Oof. We've got a squad of twenty-three here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, right? yeah, you know what I mean? A lot there we of go. Players there, like I said, we'll, have to, do that. we'll have to look. We'll have to do a show about that because I'll tell you what. Oh, well. Who would you have up front? You got Wright, Hartson, yeah. Shemek, Suka. Definitely not yeah. Shemek. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not Shemek. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Lee Chapman had a time at West Ham, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, the Arsenal. Oh, dear. 
They weren't there's like loads in that. You'd have to look at how far back you would go in that, wouldn't you? But you have to do a Premier League one. You have to be a Premier League Sammy one. Sammy Nasri has just been mentioned. Nasri, yeah. He, he got the yeah. assist against Arsenal, didn't he, when Rice got that That's goal? That's right. And the that. Arsenal fans were raging. That's the, the only thing you really did at West Ham was get that assist. That could be a yeah. whole other show, to be fair. Uh, listen, Lawless, thank you as ever, mate, for coming back on. Much appreciated, bro. Uh, where can people find you, man? Yeah, West Ham Fan TV, of course, all social media. Uh, I think Jason, that will be doing a watch along for the Arsenal game. So, um, go do check that out. And, um, yeah, at the Lawless on Twitter, if you want to come and at me and, um, you know, tell me how, um, how great Arteta is. And I don't know what I'm talking about. So, Come and check out there. Man, don't people will make people will trust me if you ask that you invite that you'll get that mate people will buy it don't upset us yeah don't yeah, upset you lot, you, I'll tell you what on social media the Arsenal fans are rabid <laughs> yeah they really are bro they really are um, thank you judges as ever mate top man yeah always a good chat with Dan and you know what thank you all so much as well for listening all in the chat it's been great to see the interaction in the chat and a good bit of laugh and banter yeah. with Arsenal and West Ham players at the end and I think we might have to that come back great, and do another great, show great about that because that was a good bit of memory get some memories indeed yeah. and some nostalgia so uh, that's all good uh, we'll be back to discuss what happens at the weekend so stay tuned if you haven't done so already smash a like on this video uh, and um, if you think we're going to win hit a like and subscribe for us that would be fantastic until then we'll see you next time up the arsenal and take care guys